It's Wednesday the 16th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how are you? I'm good, Timmy. Now, I believe you were playing golf with one of the greats, the legends of cricket yesterday. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Concord Golf Club. They did a big day for their juniors and there was all sorts of different identities there. Jimmy Cassidy mm-hmm. from racing and Brett Kamali from rugby league and, and I... Happened to be in a cart with Dougie Walters. Now I've worked with Dougie over the years. 30 years ago on the great summer of cricket on radio, there was him, Norm O'Neill, Norman May, all these great names, God rest many of their souls. But I think I put 30 kilos on in three months <laughs> travelling around covering all the cricket. But Dougie, I tell you what, he's 77 next birthday. He would have had quite a few stubbies, but still hit the ball straight down the middle. How's he going? Because he's 77, as you said. He, he used to... Um Smoke like a green log and, and drink like a fish. Is he still having a beer? Uh, he still has a beer. He hasn't had a cigarette for like 14 okay. years. So um, he, he's done well there. Yeah, no, he's going good. He was in good humour and uh, uh, typically laconic. You know mm. what I mean? Never gets overly excited about anything. <laughs> and uh, But funny and uh, just great company. The great Kevin Douglas Walters. We'll talk cricket today. Mo and Ali not happy with the schedule. Uh, not happy at all, is he? Novak Djokovic. He looks like he's headed to Australia. And Victor Radley in trouble again. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Novak Djokovic, it looks like the Australian government has overturned that visa ban of his and he will play at the Australian Open. For me, I've got no problem with this. I, I, I know some people will, but I, I just think at the end of the day, uh, the COVID ship has sailed, pardon the pun, and um, just let the guy back in. Um, let's try and uh, let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I tend to agree, but I tell you what, Tim, uh, I know... This could backfire on Albanese. I know this is not the platform to talk politics, but um, I just think in Melbourne, look, less than 60% of people are back full-time to work still after COVID. There's still a lot of angst down there. Um, I think Novak is going to cop it when he plays, but knowing him, he'll just that, that'll just drive him even more. He'll probably win the Australian Open now, but uh, I think a lot of people are going to be very, very upset with this decision. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to mix reaction, yep. that's for sure. Any of those types of decisions do. Now, Mo and Ali, uh, rarely do World Cup winners get upset so quickly. Well, I can sort of see his point of view here is that uh, you know on Sunday evening, um, England defeat Pakistan by five wickets in front of 80,000 people. Then less than 24 hours later, they're all boarding a plane. They haven't had a chance to even celebrate this historic win uh, and they're playing three fifty over matches now the first one being in Adelaide and it's not even really part of this year's schedule it's, it's almost like a, a pre-tournament um, match that they're not part of the qualifying for um, the overall uh, 50 over um, worldwide competition 
So they're just sort of matches of um, – they're not of any significance. So it's, uh, yeah, really, really uh, disappointing for the players who want to actually enjoy enjoy their win. Yeah, it does seem all a bit shambolic at times, doesn't it, mm. the way the cricket is scheduled because it's all jammed in here, there and everywhere. And it surprises a lot of us uh, when you say, oh, is that game on? Yeah. Um, it happens from time to time, doesn't it? Now, what about this young Alice Capsi, this teenager – demolition job in the WBBL. We've seen some really good games here. Yeah, we're seeing some girls perform really, really well. And uh, Alice Capsi, she scored 80 not out of 52 balls. And the last 20 runs, she scored all but three of them um, and just smashed the ball. The superstar of this WBBL this year is has to be Annabelle Sutherland. We spoke about her the other day when she, she scored a huge total herself. But she took another three for 18. She's taken 18 wickets in this this year in this tournament. And she's the highest team run scorer as well with 273 runs. What an unbelievable rounder she is. Yeah, absolutely. And another great player for Australian cricket right at the top level and has been there a long time. Uh, Alyssa Healy, I did a story with Alyssa when she was only a teenager herself and she was working at Kentucky Fried Chicken, she was Ian Healy's uh, niece and, and wanted to be a marine biologist. She's now stepped in to be captain with Meg Lanning stepping down. Yeah, well, well Meg Lanning hasn't confirmed um, when she or if she'll come back to the Australian team and she'll miss the tour to India. And mm. uh, Alyssa's been um, the vice captain for many years and now she steps up to be Australian captain. Look, they won't miss a beat under her. She's in great form herself. She's a great person and a really good leader. Yeah, she's got leadership qualities all over, yep. hasn't she? Of course, married to Mitchell Stark. Uh, and the world game, um, it's almost like we have our own little chapter, don't we, on the dramas of Qatar. Mm. $112 million World Cup beer sponsor. Uh, they want them to hide their tents and signage. And I don't reckon Budweiser would be all that happy about this, Shane. Well, you wouldn't when you when you're pumping in 112 million dollars for every four years for uh, as a major sponsor of FIFA, and then the Qatar Royal Government come out literally a week before the kickoff and say move those beer tents out of sight and away from the ground. So yeah, the Budweiser um, PR persons out and they've been pretty good. They sort of said we're now just trying to find an appropriate place to set up, but you're spending a lot of money, um, and then all of a sudden the Royal Government, as they can do in Qatar, can just change things in the last minute. Mm, yeah, I think lots of people are just uh, hoping for the first ball to be kicked. Yep. Uh, now, Michael Clark has got under Laurie Daly's skin in, a, in a, an argument. I don't know whether the boys are just having a little bit of fun here, but they were arguing over the selection for the Australian soccer team, of all things, which was a bit, bit, uh, a bit odd for me. Yeah, it was, they were talking about Rogic and um, his non-selection. Tommy Rogic, yeah. Yeah, and um, he, he, we all know he played really well for Celtic that was then signed to West Brom the Premier League um, but he's hardly played what got under Laurie Daly's skin is that um, Roderick skipped the Socceroos qualifier against Peru um, citing personal reasons and Laurie Daly said well I wouldn't select him then if that's the case you can't pick and choose and Michael Clark actually said well you don't know what those personal reasons are and he famously left the Australian team when he was dating Lara Bingle um, to go mm. and sort out his, his relationship and ended it after that um, and he said, you don't know what's going on in their personal life. So they got into quite a heated discussion over this. But uh, Laurie's sticking firm. He said, no, nah, if, if you don't want to be part of the team, don't pick him in the World Cup anyway. What do you reckon? Um, I'm, I'm on Laurie Daly's side with this one. And I just think that, uh, you know, you, you can't pick and choose on form. Um, Australia always seems, apart from the World Cup, they always seem like the, the, the poor cousin. No one really wants to play for them, apart from the World Cups. Um, and that's not good enough for me. You've got to be fully in, I reckon. Stay with us because we're going to talk AFL, Rugby League and plenty more. After the sport.
The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, that's Brownlow, metal uh, shit fight. There's no other way to describe it, Shona. Well, I think being pretty much you're right there, Tim, with um, this umpire being uh, now potentially going to be charged for giving away information to, to bookies or betting on mm. himself. But Brennan Favola, I, I never think he's he's one of the great minds of, of the sporting game, but it's a pretty good idea. Currently how it works is that the Brownlow, the umpires actually vote. And it's really hard. And Favola said that they've got enough on their hands just to umpire the game. He said it should be down to the coaches to give the votes. And that makes a lot of sense to me. The coaches are the ones there who have all the stats. They know who's actually performing well. They're not biased because they've got to pick the guys in their squad anyway next year. So the best players should get the votes. And the coach knows who the best players are week in, week out. Where the umpires sometimes just pick their favourites. And, and Favola said that the umpires hated him. So he never got any votes. <laughs> Yeah, he would have done well. I don't yeah. reckon I would have done well with the rugby league referees when I was no. playing either, just quietly because I was a big mouth. Um, I've, I've grown up. I've grown up. Now, Victor Radley, he's, he's such a good player. Look, he's such a good guy too when you meet him and he just finds his way to trouble, whether it be su- suspensions, you know, sin bins or um, now off-field, apparently he's got into a bit of a dust-up with an Irish forward. Oh, but Tim, you said you've grown up. This guy needs to grow up. Like, he is a seriously good footballer. He's let, he's let the roosters down a number of times now. And all the players used to say they love his aggression and how he stands mm. up for his teammates. But he's going, stepping over the line now, and it cost the roosters last year. He got sent off a few times at the wrong time. Well, he's got into a fight. The England team were drowning their sorrows. An Irish forward um, came in and had a bit of a go at the English um, coach. And then apparently Victor steps in and just headbutts him. So he's now going to be reviewed and could cost him matches next year in the NRL. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense at all, does it? No. Um, what about Freddie Fitler's son? Uh, he, he looks the goods, doesn't he? He's a lot bigger than his dad. He's 105 kilos. He's doing brilliant things in the underage. And, and he's part of a 40 young man squad to spend time in and around the whole New South Wales State of Origin setup. Yeah, I love this concept for New South Wales. I'm not sure how long this has been going on for, but they've got Brad Fittler, Boyd Cordner, and Paul McGregor, three legends of, of New South Wales uh, Rugby League, the state of origin, and 41 kids, including Zach Fittler, who's, I think he's only 16, Tim, he's 105 yeah, he's only, kegs. He's only a boy, yeah. He's only a little boy, and um, but yeah, it is to try and identify and nurture talent for future state of origin legends, so a uh, really, really good initiative from the Blues. The Wallabies, uh, you feel yeah. like you've let the country down. That was the quote. Well, many would think you did when you lose to Italy on a spring tour, even though it was only by a point. Yeah, they're, uh, an assistant coach, Dan McKellar's um, come out and said that he still thinks they could win next year's World Cup. You've got to be joking, don't they? Still, Mortlock said that. Mortlock said there's absolutely no chance, and I tend to agree. I think, how can they win a World Cup or even think of that when they can't even do the basics right and catch and pass half the time. It, uh, they're, they're at the lowest of lows and hopefully they've hit rock bottom now and they can start the rebuild, but it won't be by the end of next year. 
if, if they were win- to win the World Cup, that would be a bit like turning the Queen Mary around in George's River. That's and I it. don't think it's <laughs> no. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, what about Josh Giddy? Diamonds, rocks, rocks, and diamonds. Uh, we were we were saying how great he was yesterday, but uh, uh, sport can bring you back to earth very quickly. Yeah, but let's put this in context. This is one bad mm. pass, and yeah, it was it, it was a shocker. He hit his own backboard. <laughs> so it was a bit of a brain snap, but no, you got a triple double, uh, Madison Square Gardens just the other day. So uh, yeah, but they can they can pick out the, the when you make a mistake when you're at the top. They're looking for any little error to put you down, and um, but he'll bounce back, mate. It was just one bad pass. Yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. He's an outstanding talent. Now, Dougie Walters, we started the show with Doug. You got something yeah. to finish with? Well, I I was uh, away on a country cricket trip probably about 14 years ago now. So Dougie's mm. a little bit younger than he is today at 77. Um, and we all know Dougie just drinks his beer and he's just happy to have a, a two his new day in, day out. He doesn't really drink spirits. Well, you can't ever Loves beat, a punt. Loves a punt, but you can't ever take him down on beer. He can just drink as much as they'll give him. And um, so I started a drinking game where if you say someone's famous name, like a Tim Gilbert, TG, then you have to start the next person's name with the surname's letter. So you go Greg Norman, then you go might go Norman Winston. Well, Dougie couldn't think, and every time he, he couldn't think of anyone's name, so he just kept drinking. And we thought initially he was doing it on purpose because he was thirsty. But for the first time ever, I saw him have a wobbly boot, mate, so he took him down, I'm proud to say. Shane Lee, that, that's one of the great achievements of all time. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.